Greetings and welcome back to Let's Talk About Star Wars. I'm Garrett here with Tom and Jenny. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. It's Star Wars time. It's time to talk about something fun. (laughs) That's why we're here. That is why we're here. It's it's, trying to social distance some Sith. Keep those two apart. Social Sith distancing. So, yes. What you said. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Which um, I'm trying to think. I just I just rewatched Rise of Skywalker. Is there like a social distancing joke in there? I guess not really. No. No, she's actually getting closer to Palpatine to push the lightning into his face. So, mm. yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Jenny, you watched. Uh, I haven't watched the documentary yet, but you watched it. What did you think? It was awesome, and I won't say anything about it other than it was awesome, and it covered uh, many eras of Star Wars. Not errors, eras. errors, errors. Uh, it was, and they did it. It was beautifully edited. Is mm. one one thing I will say in between all the eras. So, uh, if you have the iTunes extras or whatever you have, and then when it comes out on uh, uh, DVD, and we won't be able to get it, uh, you can uh, enjoy it, and then maybe we'll talk about it here because it's great. Nice. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Uh, but yeah, I had haven't seen it yet. So I bought I bought Rise of Skywalker as soon as they released it early uh, and put it on. um, And uh, and 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 now I think I'm holding I'm holding in uh, reserve the idea of just going through and watching all nine in a row, like not without sleep or anything. But, you know, like over a course of a week, maybe or something. Uh, I did that over over 2019 leading up to Rise of Skywalker. Right, so I don't right. feel I a great that. need to do it anytime. I soon. did that leading up to Force Awakens, but I didn't do it this last time. So I think I might I think I, w- I might want to see how they play when you just can go back to back all the way through. Maybe I'll break them up into half hour segments like it's a series. Mm. Boy, that, that the episode breaking up episode two as opposed to just ripping off like a bandaid seems a little arduous episode one actually <laughs> oh i uh, yeah i guess i would rather trade uh, all that naboo stuff in two for a, an overly long pod racing sequence i guess that's where one ekes out over two for me uh, yeah you're a pod racing fan i could see that yeah no. all yeah. right oh i do i do love the opening to two though the, the, the chase through, through coruscant that's some good that's some good star war right there that's some good star but uh, there's a lot of good Star Wars to talk about this week. So obviously, um, the main subject of this week's episode is going to be season seven, episode five of Clone Wars: Gone with a Trace, which also marks the return of Ahsoka uh, to our television. Um, we're also going to, before we get to that, wrap up uh, Echo's arc because since we last recorded, they have finished that uh, opening four episode arc with the clones. Uh, before we get to any of that. We need to talk about uh, that Ahsoka news that everyone is freaking out about. And I'm still looking a little cross-eyed at, like going, hmm, 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 because we haven't heard Jack from Disney. But Slash Film reported that Rosario Dawson has been cast to play a live-action version of Ahsoka in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. So this was reported by Slash Film, who I must say I do trust quite a bit. This isn't... We got this covered, which stops sending me links to anything from that website, please. They never pan out. I don't care what Thrawn is supposedly in now. They don't seem to have it covered. Yeah. Despite yeah. The name. There's been like 11 different Thrawn stories from that particular site that have not panned out. So, um, but uh, Slash Film, they do tend to be pretty reputable with their sources. Uh, this still, though, hasn't been confirmed by Disney, although there is a Variety article that literally just says 
they confirmed it. They don't say where they confirmed it, who confirmed right. it. But that means they confirmed it with their sources. So Variety saw the Slash Film article and thought like you, like, well, Slash Film's got a pretty good record. Let's talk to our sources. They went and talked to their sources and their sources said, yeah, we can't go on the record, but, you know, Slash Film's not wrong. And so Variety, which has a, a stellar record uh, about this kind of stuff, uh, said, OK, yep, we're, we're hearing the same thing. So we don't have an official announcement. It's still just a rumor, but it's a fairly solid one at this point. OK, all right. Because literally, Tom Air, you are the person I look to when there's things that are not quite confirmed that I go, am I allowed to get excited? Because you, you're, you're allowed to get pretty excited. OK, <laughs> so excitement level is like at, a, at an eight, eight point five out of ten. Sure. You would yeah, say yeah, that feels okay. that feels appropriate. All right. Jenny Josephson. How do you feel about this news? I'm all the way in. Are you kidding? I mean, everything at the end of The Mandalorian, like, again, caveat, if true. Um, But everything at the end of The Mandalorian was literally pointing a darksaber at the return of either Ahsoka Tano or Sabine Wren. And I'm not giving up hope that they've also cast a Sabine Wren. But if mm. you bring in a Darksaber, you cannot have not have who had it last in this show, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to right? say. This and is... so there's also just to finish out the thought, there's also a force baby. And Ahsoka Tano is one of the only known force wielders remaining whose storyline is not spoken for at this point. Yeah, so, I yeah, mean, because it would be Luke is the only other one, right? Right. That, that we You're know not getting of. that. Well, yeah. and Ezra. You're not getting that. Because we don't know Ezra's fate. Uh, right. That's well, good. We don't know yeah. if Ezra's been cast. I mean, let's Ezra. just go. Yeah, because last we saw Ahsoka, she and Sabine were heading off in search of Ezra. So, like, there's so much. Uh, this is, like, really close to, well, I guess not super close because Rebels ends right before like a new hope kicks off. Right. But we have it confirmed in the lore that the ghost crew like went all the way through the Battle of Endor, that Hera yeah. was there with the ghost, with Chopper, helping the 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 fight on Endor. Uh, so like this. Oh, geez, man. Like there's no, this- but they're right in the same time frame. Because remember, like the little tag to the end right. of that where right. they go off is the epilogue. In- is oh, that very, is post. Yeah. is very close to this timeline. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, because we have we have Ahsoka the White showing up with her dope staff. Right. I mean, that's going to be the Ahsoka we see yeah. here, right? Yeah, in it's got to be. Oh. I assume. Oh, please have that costume. Please have yeah. that costume. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, but that it's wild to me that this is the only uh, casting we've heard like because you're like because Jenny everything you said like oh it sure seems to be pointing a dark saber to this like that's Sabine more than Ahsoka anything like Sabine is more tied to this I think than Ahsoka although again the child the the baby Yoda Ahsoka being the the force user that is free to be involved in this arc and isn't you know a Skywalker that's also you know kind of tied. Can to you just take a moment to imagine if the Mandalorian is tootling around and hears rumor of someone who might be able to help him with this force child, who's, by the way, force behavior is getting out of control. And he runs into the one person who used to be a youngling. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm the only surviving youngling. Also, and I know some stuff about the Darksaber. I guess, uh, you know, I could probably help you out a little. <laughs> uh, they're going to be they're all split up again for some reason Ahsoka and Sabine are not together but Sabine but the dark saver gets mentioned Ahsoka's like I, I know who we need to find and then it's a quest yeah, for Sabine yeah 
right? Could be, could be. Oh, also, I mean, great. just the Rosario Dawson, uh, oh. I, I love All in. everything Same. she's ever been in. I've enjoyed, even if I haven't enjoyed the thing she was in. Uh, so I think that is a fantastic casting. I mean, part of me always wishes like, well, couldn't we just have the person who does the voice guest? But voice Voice actors are not screen actors, and sometimes there are very good reasons why you need to keep them separate. I don't know what those reasons would or would not be, but uh, given that we can't, uh, I'll take Rosario Dawson any are, day. Great choice. Are they going to do a voice replacement? No. <laughs> what is the over-under on that? No, no. You don't voice replace Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson's agent will not allow that. I, I, have, no. a, I have a feeling, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, remember so. going with Tom's very excellent theory of the prequels remember that the animated series could have just been the animated series of what really happened in that world oh, and now yeah, yeah, see the Mandalorian is the real thing that happened in that world so both of them can be true right ah. There could be a little bit of like, oh, well, that was kind of an exaggerated uh -oh. telling. We broke Garrett. You need to stop encouraging him, Jenny. You need to stop encouraging this ridiculous, this this ridiculousness. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked as can be. I'm I'm big Rosario Dawson fan as well. Uh, and my favorite entire experience with this was just like seeing all the the news posts show up, and then like turning to Katie because we were literally about to start watching this episode and like showing her the headlines and Katie's pretty insulated from all this. Unless I uh -huh. mention it, she doesn't, she, the Clone Wars is like her favorite star Wars thing. Uh, mm -hmm. and so she's a raging Ahsoka fan, but she's not the type of fandom that goes like intermingling with the rest of the fandom. She's not on subreddit. Mm -hmm. She's not checking the internet. She's not into any of this. So she was pretty in the dark about there ever even being like a fans, a popular fan suggestion that Rosario Dawson be the one to play a live action version of Ahsoka. And so I show it to her and she goes, Oh, that's exactly who should play her. <laughs> like it was just like she was this dawning on her for the first time. It was so yeah. cool getting someone's like cold take uh, the placebo on placebo group. What's that? The placebo group. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like <laughs> your controls. Yeah, yeah. So because like your favorite Star Wars thing outside of Ewoks. What do you think about this? And she's like, Oh man, that's perfect. It's <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yes. So that was what I that was my personal uh highest point of enjoyment with this story breaking. So Oh, sign me up. I am. Uh, it can't get here. It can't get here fast enough. So, but that being said, take all the time you want. Make it as beautiful and as perfect as season one was. Well, it is going to take a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they can't do any production on it. Yeah. Says, I mean, we saw that stage that they work on. Okay. It's not like they need to do a lot of traveling. It's a pretty controlled environment. They can bring the environment to them. They don't need to go out into the environment. Just you just keep thinking positive thoughts there. Yeah, everyone's just going to be in hazmat suits from like Back to the Future, <laughs> working the cameras. That's it's fine. Mm. It's fine. I believe I in them. I believe we have the technology. We can do it. We can do it. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, moving on to let's wrap up our thoughts on uh, Echo's arc for the first four episodes with the uh, with the Bad Batch. Uh, before we move into Ahsoka's return. Um, yeah, that was, that was some, that was some filler, <laughs> filler smelling Clone Wars right I mean, there. I, I kind of, I, I kind of like the bad batch more than I liked these episodes. Like I like the idea of them. I like the characters they developed. Uh, but these four episodes really felt like 
perfectly average Clone War episodes that you could have plopped down in any season. Uh, yeah. didn't, didn't feel like this was us building to the finale. And that may have been on purpose. They may have been like, let's, let's start slow. Let's get just people, you you know, used to the concept again. And then, then we'll hit them with Ahsoka coming back. Ease uh, the which, kids in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't hate these episodes. I didn't love them either. They were, we, they were just okay. We also know that these episodes, like these arcs were, were basically like leftovers because the animatics for these episodes have been mm. probably available for years. Mm-hmm. so like they, yeah. th- these were episodes that were already in production when the clone wars rug was pulled out from under them yeah and that, it, it feels that way yeah uh, it feels very and, much you know, like this was like in some ways that's a good thing because it feels very you know continuous it doesn't feel like suddenly you're watching an entirely different series yeah it was just difficult for me as much as i tried to put it aside to come to this this final season without you know any of my my baggage my fandom baggage right and it, this is just I don't know. I, I failed. I failed in my job, which was to uh, uh, keep in control my hype. And this uh, was just uh, I tried very hard to be patient, I guess. And, and these four episodes, uh, I, I didn't have any. Uh, actually, I think the last two I watched like three days later because I just wasn't that interested. As opposed to mm-hmm. uh, Ahsoka's right Return, away. which I watched as soon yeah. as I possibly could without uh, watching it without Katie. <laughs> Uh, Virginia, um, what did you think? I liked Echo. <laughs> I thought that uh, allergies, allergies, you guys. Um, I thought that uh, I, I I liked his arc. I love that he ended up going off with the Bad Batch. Um, I was fine with this. And it's not the last we're going to see of them. Right. Makes sense. So I sense they could be even more awesome if they were being, you know, interacting with, say, I don't know, uh, a Tegruda somewhere at some point. Sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm, yeah, good and point. I very much get the sense that we're being introduced to them. So when they come back later, we're like, oh, those guys would be perfect for this situation. And there mm-hmm. they Yeah. See, so yeah, you need some muscle when you go to do something on Mandalore that's a little important. Some, mm-hmm. you know, maybe something's hitting the fan. Uh, what, what do they call Pudu? Pudu would be hitting the fan on man. <laughs> <Poodoo hitting. laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's just talk about Ahsoka. So season seven, yeah. episode, episode five, gone with a, gone with a trace. Uh, Ahsoka is back. And just to remind everyone in case you're, it's not uh, uh, freshly in your mind. When we last left Ahsoka, she had willingly left the Jedi order. Because she was falsely accused of bombing the Jedi Temple, and and she had had it, she was done. You have to read it in the voice of the of the pre roll. <laughs> Exile. <laughs> when we last left Ahsoka, she willingly left the Jedi Order go. after falsely or being falsely accused of bombing the Jedi Temple. <laughs> and if you don't remember, she doesn't have her lightsabers. Where will she go? Um, well, it turns out she goes to level thirteen, thirteen. That's a, uh, I don't know. That's that's subtle. <laughs> We've been there a few times already in Clone Wars, like in much later oh, you're seasons. Right. I had forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. the whole ar- actually Ahsoka's fi- last arc uh, when she's framed, she's hiding in thirteen, thirteen with Ventress. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then totally right, totally right. Then Anakin even goes there to torture Ventress uh, to find out what he can about Ahsoka being framed. Uh, really dark and wonderful uh, arcs at the end of Clone Wars 
Uh, if you haven't watched it, highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's really good. Arguably such a good ending for Ahsoka that I kind of understand Tom's trepidation with coming back to Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Um, but, <sighs> yeah. So. I I enjoyed every minute I saw Ahsoka. <laughs> I, I really liked having her here. I, I'm curious where we're going in this mini arc. Uh, I didn't get a lot of clues. Maybe you guys picked up on more than I did about, about where they're sending her, but, uh, it, it, the Rafa trace, um, you know, story arc was, was, was cool. It was interesting. Um, but it was this, this was more and more enjoyable for me just because I got to see Ahsoka collecting herself for the next big thing. Yeah. I could not have been more excited for this. I love that. They basically, gave you no time off like Mm -hmm. that you saw the epic shot of her walking away from Anakin she got on her speeder bike the adventure continued I was so down for this and I I like that they what they were basically exploring was upper what do they call it upper level privilege versus lower level reality uh and and to me that felt quite now uh and I was uh, really into it. And I also really like the, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm a Jedi, but I'm secretly using my powers. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved that it. That one little kid it. who's like, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Hey. <laughs> What's she doing? Kids always notice. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't mess a beat. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought this was fun. It was just good. Uh, same, same with you, Tom. I'm, I was just very happy to see Ahsoka. I'm also pretty in the dark about like where we're going with this or why we're going with this. Not in a bad way for me, anyway. Like I'm like, oh, cool, it's adventure. Like, what's next? Yeah, yeah. I could I, like I I saw some like unrest, or I would say impatience, kind of what I was feeling during the clone episodes, kind of levied at this episode. But I I this one I liked more that it w- was kind of giving us time to breathe, getting time to figure out where Ahsoka is as as a character at this point in her life. Um, like it does feel a bit like a side story, but I think that's okay uh, because it still feels significantly more tied into what came before it, which was kind of my issue with the clone arc was just like, okay, let's, I feel like we just need to get past this to get to picking the ball back up. Um, Mm -hmm. And so even though this was pretty, I think kind of like self contained, uh, it still felt like we were picking the story ball up and moving Ahsoka's arc forward. Yeah, I don't know how exactly to put it, but I, I could criticize this effort or this episode for not going anywhere. Uh, but I didn't feel that. I felt like, oh, no, this is a chance for us to to catch our breath with Ahsoka. Like, right. This is her chance to be like, wow, a lot of stuff just happened. Uh, I need to fix my bike uh, and 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 then figure out where I'm going next. And And so it just it let me get to know her again and where her state of mind is. And and now I'm ready to find out, OK, so what is her next step? Yeah, because she's been a soldier, essentially. And yeah. like now she doesn't have a leader. She and doesn't her really whole have world a- just got pulled apart yeah she had all her meals paid for i mean that to me was like (laughs) you know what i mean like she doesn't have money yeah Yeah, jedis don't get paid they're like buddhist monk actually that's a really interesting question do jedis get paid Mm, no you don't need money from me oh i don't need money so wait the jedi are a a religious monk group of warriors that just scam everyone out of food (laughs) 
this one's on the house. <laughs> Tom is waving his hand for the audio. Uh, well, the audience, because we only have I an audio I think they audience. probably picked it up from my tone of voice, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a really interesting thing. It's like, it's not like she can now just go hop on any Star Cruiser. Like, she has no money. She has no, you don't leave the Jedi, you know? So to me, that's... That actually they make them sound like the mafia, but they kind of are. Yeah, they kind of are like they. And in fact, in this episode, another thing that I thought was really noteworthy is that they made the point that the lower levels are like, screw the Jedi. Like, what do they do for us? They're just off fighting some war. They're not helping us. Uh, they have no relation to the people. And that goes along with the idea of the Jedi sort of the order itself being in decline. Yeah, there was a line and I wish I'd written it down. I think Ahsoka said it about uh, realizing that they aren't everything that she hoped they would be, which I found, uh, you know, on multiple levels reflected uh, everyone's feelings about what they thought the Jedi Order should be in the prequels. Everyone's feeling about what they thought the prequels should be like, like and and just so many, so many reflections, even beyond just the universe that we're, we're in here about expecting something good and then finding out the reality of it. It was, it yeah. was really well done. I thought I thought that part you needed. You needed to see mm-hmm. her emotional reaction and her thinking about it, like you said. Like I just so I was all in on this episode. I do worry, like we are getting like a lot of um episodes, like we've now been taken up five episodes on catching us up. And I would mm-hmm. like to now move forward. Right. Yeah. The, I, the the hard part with moving forward though is we are we already know where this ends. It's right. the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, so you do have to pace it. That's tough. That's a tough rhythm to strike. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see how they do it. Yeah. I mean, clearly, we're not done with the character of Trace. Uh, uh, like mm-hmm. the the one thing I think I picked up up on, and it's kind of I don't know, maybe it's kind of vague, but the whole idea when she first meets Trace and we see the freighter that Trace is working on, I wonder if this is just introducing the idea of starting to teach Ahsoka of knowing when it's like time to bug out of, of teaching her mm-hmm. like kind of instilling the sense of self-reliance and knowing when it is okay to leave. I'm wondering if that's where we're going. Cause we do know that yeah. she does bug out because of the Ahsoka novel, which takes place post order 66 right. post the siege of Mandalore. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, the, you're right. I hadn't even thought about it. this is her, this is her training ground for, for how to live uh, outside of the Jedi order. Yeah. Cause we find out in the Ahsoka novel, like this like the whole first thing, third is just about how scrappy she is yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and that's not really the ahsoka we see in the clone wars and she's capable by all means but she's not street smart yeah and here we're just seeing her start to realize that she'll need to be yeah yeah and in rebels we see a very wise ahsoka Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so this is i think we're gonna get some of the bridge to that yeah yeah Mm. i think that's what's uh i think that's what's going on so really, we are piecing together. This is a really interesting exercise for the Star Wars universe, where a character that I guess was created by George Lucas technically really was, yeah, uh, but was not developed by him uh, necessarily. I think Filoni and, and friends had way more to do with the the minuscule parts of her development than George Lucas did. Is now being pieced together into an entire arc out of sync, out of sync, right? Like mm-hmm. there's the, you know, snips through leaving, then the novel, then rebels at the, towards the end. Now, uh, filling in the gap between 
Clone Wars and the novel. And then we're going to in Mandalorian get like what happened around the time of Rebels and get more about that. That's that's fascinating to watch. Is it weird that it just makes me think of Breaking Bad and how Better Call Saul is working? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, no, it's not weird. It's a, it's a little bit like that. You're right. Yeah, it's, it just feels very uh, Vince Gilligan to mm-hmm. me. Because even it's, with and, even with Breaking Bad, tough. Vince Gilligan knew how he wanted it to end, and it was, he was just about like finding the pieces to get him to that ending. Yeah, it's it's, it's making a puzzle. Yeah, uh, I'm so happy she's back. And also, I just want to I just want to write another love letter on this episode to just how far superior their like camera work and their lighting tech is in this final season this looked d- damn near like like an overwatch cinematic yeah in terms of the way it played like the chase sequence through 1313 when they're chasing the uh the it's lifter pretty. which is by uh-huh. the way a really weird reference to something that c3po says when the he's binary being, load lifter when I know, he's I being purchased by uncle owen yeah. um like it's so gorgeous, like the lighting and the atmosphere, like the, the fog tech they've got going on with the lighting and the camera work. It's just so above and beyond any season prior to this. Uh, I'm just it's just a feast for the eyes, which is weird because it has it still has that simplistic style that it originally started with. But they've just done so much. They've done so much to to, to elevate it. It's like um it's like when I go play like an HE remaster of a game I really liked. It looks like how my brain remembers it, not how it actually looked. That's how uh-huh. I feel watching this final season of of the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because way I, to put it. Yeah, when I think about old episodes, they look better in my brain because I recently went back and watched a bunch of old Ahsoka episodes. And whoo, this show looked rough when it first started. Mm-hmm. It got a lot better over time, but even compared to season five, um, season seven still looks like even better. It's just so well put together just, you can i don't know you can just tell like the love that's put into like every freaking frame i actually uh through circumstances that would be too boring to relate uh had to finish this episode on my phone i had started it on the tv and you know my tv sound system isn't horrible but having this in my headphones made me appreciate the sound design too like it is rich uh, you know, when they're, when they're in the, the, the garage or whatever, and, and you, you know, you hear the, the tinkles of, of, of the, of the tools being used. It's just, uh, it's not even just the visuals. It's the audio too. Mm. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched it with headphones on. I do put on like my speaker bar. So at least I've got a, like a subwoofer and a better speaker. Going yeah. Than yeah. My, that, my, that's kind of the same as, as what I've got, but yeah. having it in my headphones, had, having it in my ears, I was like, Oh wow, this is real. I didn't. And I think I watched one of the, the bad batch episodes that way and didn't notice it as much as I did on this one. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention before or what. Yeah. And all, and, and uh, listeners out there write in if, if I'm wrong, but um, also I was, it, I was surprised they used the force theme uh, for Ahsoka twice in this episode because uh-huh. I feel like they yeah. haven't before. They used it in the in the catch up in the, you know, Ahsoka Tano in that in that section, I noticed. And then I, I noticed it one other time. Was there another or are those the two you're talking well, about? Well, when she like walks out to the to like the edge of uh-huh. like the main like descent into 1313, she's watching all the traffic go by. And it's that yeah. really wide shot with her dead in the center, which, by the way, matches up like composition for composition of of the shot of her leaving the jedi temple at the mm-hmm. end of season five um the force theme plays and i i don't remember them using the force theme for ahsoka in the past and it just seemed to me it was like a big hat tip of like mad yep. respect she is a jedi she's one of the main players 
in the story of the force and the Jedi. And it just made me feel things. And I loved it. I'm a- Same. <laughs> I'm ready for more. They're not happening fast enough. No, there. Oh, this is this is. I don't. Um, I realized this past week I have never watched the Clone Wars week to week. When I started mm. watching Clone Wars, with the exception of that weird yeah. Netflix season, but that whole season was put out as one. Yeah, it was put out at once. You're right. Yeah, because when Katie and I started watching it, all five seasons were out on Netflix. I think the same for me. I think I think I was catching up on it while it was airing the fifth season is when I, I jumped in. I, I saw the the movie, um, but I had not kept up with the with the TV show. Yeah. I, Interesting. I had, yeah, I think I'm the same way. I had watched a few random episodes in college when it was on um, and I'm pretty sure where did it start? I should have IMDb up while we're doing this show. I really should. What am I doing to myself? What year did the freaking the actual series start? 2008. Now, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because my final year in college was 09, so it would have been season one or two. So that that checks out. Um, and I didn't actually like watch all of it in order until much, much later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is rough watching week to week for me because it's just like, oh, 22, 24 minute, you know, snippets of yeah. of snips. Snippets and snips. There's our headline. There it is. There it is. Um, yeah, it's 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 been uh, it's been challenging for me, but this I this one this this was better because it was what I what I came here for was this yep. episode. Give so. me more. I'm with you, Jenny. Indeed. Uh, more. Um, I see a couple questions in the inbox. I can pull if y'all want to take a. a let, we could we could take two before we wrap this up. Sure, that sounds good. Cool. Uh, this one I read and I did a little bit of research on. I wasn't able to uh, actually. Confirm this myself, but this could be another one that would be interesting to discuss under the guise of if true. Uh, uh, Steve wrote in and says, I haven't listened to the latest. Let's talk about Star Wars for fear of spoiling. So apologies as mentioned. Oh, oh wait, this is the wrong one. We can answer this guy's <laughs> question anyway, although he's probably not listening. Since the release of Disney Plus, I've been getting caught up on Clone Wars. I'm now on season six. Once I finish this season, should I go straight to season seven and then watch Rebels or go oh. from season six to watch all of Rebels and then back to seven? This Padawan is looking for your mm-hmm. Jedi guidance. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, um, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of taste. I think my gut says just go right into seven and get the experience that the rest of us couldn't have of being going, being able to continue that story directly. You might have an entirely different perspective on the bad batch at that point, because it'll just be like, Oh, here we go. Right. Mm -hmm. We're still, we're still rocking. Uh, but if you want to replicate the experience and, and have these little insights about what happens to Ahsoka in the future, uh, and what happens with the rebellion in the future, um, you could go watch rebels. I don't think you have to though. Uh, I, I, my, I tend to think it's probably, my my advice would be to go right into seven and then you watch rebels more chronologically because the mm-hmm. not in it that much in rebels yeah i agree with that i don't think there's a wrong answer i think it's like machete yeah, order agree. versus chronological order uh for the actual skywalker saga as i get a random hiccup mm-hmm. excuse me um so, yeah. Uh, what are you more interested in? Having the experience uh, we had or forging your own experience and watching it chronologically? The thing about the movies is they were made very intentionally in the order they were put out. So I tend to think that, at least for adults, the first experience is best in the order they were released in the cinema. And then it's fun to go back and do the machete order and things like that. The machete order With is my this, favorite for rewatches now. I love it. It wasn't intended 
to like, you know, okay, we'll do Clone Wars, then we'll do Rebels, then we'll come back. You know, that 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 was never part of the plan. Uh, and it feels like they're really treating this this season as if it could have been made immediately after six. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. I found the I found the other email that I thought this was. Uh, Frederick Bergeron writes in and says, hi, just finished listening to your episode on the Clone Wars season seven, episode one and two. Great episode. Can't wait for your next one. I tend to agree with your general opinion on those two episodes. It didn't keep me that much interested, but I think uh, episodes three and four, they are going the right direction. With your discussion at the end about the timeline of Season 7, I had to write you guys about it. From the information online previous to the release of the season, it has been clarified that the season timeline will be a little different as they will go in parallel with the Episode 3 movie. And they already said they were going to get stories on Rex, Ahsoka, Darth Maul, and Order 66. Just wanted to clarify that info. Continue your great work. I think it's more important than ever. We need all the distractions we can get during this weird time. Take care of yourself, Frederick. Uh, and now I tried to confirm this for myself and I could not find uh, a, a, a source for this. Um, so part of this is uh, me wanting to mention this is, Hey listeners, if you have resources for Frederick, what Frederick is telling me here, uh, I would love to see them. Um, but also I think I remember hearing this somewhere <laughs> vaguely. <laughs> So it'd be really interesting if this is the case. Yeah. I just find it hard for, I find it hard to believe the Clone Wars wouldn't end on like Siege of Mandalore just because that's been its own. I can see them doing what they did with Rebels where at the very end they flash forward, right? And Mm. show you, uh, a little bit about that slash film says the final season of the clone wars will cross over into revenge of the Sith. Oh, hmm. how did I not find that in an interview with IO nine? Dave Filoni said, yeah, I won't say a lot about that. I definitely will say that. I don't think Mace is a person who repeats himself. That appears to be a quote unrelated to the headline of this. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Uh, when Oh, when the trailer for the seventh and final season of the Clone Wars dropped, fans noticed uh, Mace Windu saying, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Windu delivers that line in Revenge of the Sith before he sends Anakin to Palpatine. Oh. And uh, Filoni says, I definitely will say, I don't think Mace is a person who repeats himself, meaning... Yes, that w- if he says that line in Clone Wars, Clone Wars, that's the same time he said it in Revenge of the Sith. So this is a roundabout way of confirming that this is the line that Mace enter- utters in Revenge of the Sith, which marks the doom beginning of the Jedi and crosses over into the film. I'm more ecstatic than I could possibly be at this moment. It makes sense. Again, you've got Ahsoka, you've got this character whose arc is totally open at this point. Filoni went on to say, I've always been interested in a crossover point with the films when it got right down to it at the very end. I was always interested in trying to make the audience aware of where Ahsoka was, where Captain Rex was during sometimes critical moments that we all know from the movies and yet maintaining the integrity of the films. Hello. Uh (laughs) Hell to the air. I'm into it. Getting what I'm asking for. Could they please release them all at once, though? For us, for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's something to look forward to, and it gives us an excuse to uh, do our best to meet weekly, which we're going to try our best to do from here on out. Um, 
but no promises <laughs> as, as the show works, the three of us, you know, tend to have other things pop up and we do this one. Let's we can. talk about star Wars is like a wizard. It arrives in your podcatcher exactly when it means to never too early, never too late. Exactly. Except when it is too late. Well, never too late. It's never too late for the three of us. The point is, it's a wizard, Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you would like to write in like our our listeners today, you can write in to feedback at letstalkaboutstarwars.com. And if you like this podcast and you would like to support it, head on over to patreon.com slash let's talk about Star Wars. So thank you very much to our patrons for supporting us over there uh that's going to wrap it up for this discussion we'll see you very soon to talk about the next episode with ahsoka hell yeah Mm. uh but until then around the table jenny josephson where can everyone find you well uh it's taken a pandemic to get me to do more stuff but the best place to find me is um let's talk about cheers.com or your favorite Mm. podcatcher because we have a gigantic episode that just came out where we cover most of all of season two um i've also got uh i'm doing this recurring series on how to bake your own bread from your own sourdough starter uh on periscope just because i'm doing it so i thought i would put it out there because people always ask uh that's j-e-n-n-i-e-j 23 and um matt and i are mulling uh a version a return of a version of tell it anyway except it's called hell it anyway for reasons that seem obvious. (laughs) Yes. That's, that's amazing. Nice. Tom Mara. What about you? Uh, if it is March 24th or later, you can buy my new novel trigger the, uh, the next book in the pilot X universe. I'm going to stop calling it a sequel because I keep having to explain that you can read them in either order. Uh, it, it is, uh, because that's the beauty of a time traveling story. So, uh, trigger is available in paperback, audiobook, or Kindle ebook format. Uh, if you go to tomairbooks.com, you can find it listed there or just search around in your favorite bookstore buy-in situation. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, get something on your kindle or or in your ears that that you can uh pass the time with pilot x and his timeship verity are going to try to save the universe once again uh so maybe somebody can here's your chance to find out nice uh you can find me on twitter at garrett art this podcast and all the other ones that i produce can be found over at amove.tv uh, a lot of stuff happening in hearthstone right now so you should probably go subscribe to the angry chicken where we just posted a three-hour episode covering the insane amount of things that are coming to hearthstone uh, and there's plenty of other great shows over there as well. So go check it out. And if you're looking for like weird little extra content, uh, Katie and I will be doing at least one happy hour stream per week, a day to be determined based on when we really feel like getting together with internet friends and having a drink. Uh, you can find that when I tweet about it on Garrett Art on Twitter. We did one last week. It was super fun. Uh, so come check, come check it out. Come hang out, learn how to make some weird cocktails and, uh, also just, drone on about random things uh i wasn't aware that this had happened tom but katie was accused of a tom merritt moment uh during our happy hour stream because we got on the subject of game boys and she just ran away and i would like to (laughs) inform you that i have lived with this woman for almost nine years and she came back with a big bin full of three game boys that all still worked in all her games i didn't know she had this i had no idea she had this and she just like rifled through a closet came out and on stream with our cocktails, we're just firing up old Game Boys. It was wonderful. That's so cool. Good. Yeah. yeah, see? Now Katie knows the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, well, well, we'll talk to you all very soon, everybody, on the next episode of Let's Talk About Star Wars. But until then, may the Force be with you. Always. But especially for Ahsoka Tano. Always.